That's bending way over backwards to say that there are no miracles and that there is no supernatural. Come on, God. What kind of God do you believe in and what kind of God are you preaching? Let me hope to shout. This God is big enough to do miracles. This God is a supernatural God. And this God can take a betrothed woman and cause her to have a baby as a virgin. She can have a baby. My God can do that. How about your God? Is your God that big? And that's basically, a number of years ago, I just started confronting people. And I said, you know, how big is your God? I'm talking about pastors. I said, believe. This word is given to us to believe. You believe the word. Take this word. Believe this word. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph, her husband, now they have not consummated. They're still betrothed but he's counted as her husband. (laughs) Would take a divorce to get out of it. Joseph, her husband, being a just man, a man who wanted to treat others the way God wants me to treat others. I want to do that. He was a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, what what did he have the right to do? If he, during the betrothal, found out that she had been unfaithful, did fornication, did adultery, even with him, even if it had been with Joseph himself, they both of them could have been stoned to death. And when he knew it wasn't him, and here she is, and she's expecting she's going to have a baby and it's not mine, he has every right to say she's the sinner and, and, and to call for her execution and being stoned to death. He could have done that. The the law gave provision for that. The law, by the way, the law says, now what does the law say to you and me? We're not not of of direct Jewish heritage. We're, We're only through the Lord Jesus Christ as Gentiles. You know, I I'm a Jew because I got a Jew living in my heart by faith. That, you know, that, that's, that's the truth. Uh, blood, blood, you know, the chromosomes, whatever, is probably all Gentile, you know. But as Jews, what did the law say? The law said, and, and, and the real point the Apostle Paul makes in the epistles is, yeah, the law condemns everybody because everybody's a sinner. And you're a sinner, and I'm a sinner, 
and the law is like a school teacher teaching you, yeah, how much do you need a savior to save you from your sins? Every single one. Isn't that amazing? Every single one. And throughout the whole world, everybody, everybody needs <laughs> this savior because who is he? He's got, Joseph is going to put her away, um, the New King James says, secretly. So, some other translations said privately. But it's actually in a way that nobody in the community knows. That's what's implied here. <laughs> How would you like to have a best friend that does that? But while he thought about the, uh, these things, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Anybody have, besides me have wild dreams? This, this was not some wild dream. Occasionally, I have had dreams from the Lord. And these dreams generally will get a hold of you. trying to think of an example. I had a dream and I was in this house. Yikes, I get all goosebumps on this. So then, and then I'm in my early 50s. I don't know if I've ever even really talked to my wife about this one. Had this dream, I was in this house and the ceiling started collapsing. The walls started falling in. Holes started open up, opening up on the floor. And I go, yikes, I can't stay in this house. <laughs> the house is getting old and it's falling apart. Now you know what that's about. Don't you? Those of you over 70, you know what that's about. This old house ain't what it used to be. And there's holes in the roof and there are holes in the, well, and it's falling apart and it doesn't do what I want it to do and yikes. And, and you know what? That dream ended up being sort of a turning point and I go, yeah. Okay, Sandy, you need to reckon with aging, not by yourself, but walking with the Lord. If there's anybody that knows how to get you through old age, it's the Lord, the ancient of, of days. Stick with him. He'll get you through. And, and aging is not for the faint of heart. Learn to have faith when you're younger so that when you're older, you know, you know exactly how to do it. Have faith in God. Joseph had faith in God. And he was thinking about this, this secret, it's really a secret divorce. How could they do that? Well, you could go someplace else in the country where there's nobody around that knows you and you could do it 
do this divorce thing, get a bill of divorcement in an area where nobody knew you. And while he thought and did sing, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, identified him as of the kingly line. His mercy endureth forever. Do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. She is your wife. And so let her be your wife and you be her husband. That's what the angel is saying. And this is a transformative dream of this angel. She shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Yeshua, Josh, it's the same word as Joshua, which means one who saves. One who saves. And then there's this revelation. For he will save his people from their sins. I like the idea of God saving other people for their sins. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, I sort of like my sins. You know, how about you? Are there, are there sins you keep doing over and Why do you keep doing the same old thing over and over? Well, it's because your carnality likes to do the same old sin. No, this, this Savior will save his people from their sins. And oh, thank you, Jesus, you save his you saved me from my sin, from my sins. How much does Joseph believe? By the way, he also gets word that uh, from uh, Isaiah. Behold, a virgin shall be with, verse 23, Virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. By the way, I believe Joseph believed about Mary because of what it says in the Bible. He believed the Bible, and it said, Virgin, and right here I got a virgin, and she's having a child. And he believed. And Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did what the angel said, what the angel commanded. He took to him his wife, did not know her till, he, till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And yes, indeed, he called him Jesus. Go to the passage in Luke chapter 1. By the way, can you imagine the turbulence that was in Joseph's life? What do I do about this woman that I'm betrothed to and she's pregnant, pregnant with not my child? <laughs> not my child. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the upheaval? Can you imagine how badly he felt about that? And so, which is what? It's saying the walk of faith can be a turbulent walk for you. But stick with God. 
Joseph did. And God rewarded Joseph, I believe. Story in Luke chapter 1 is sort of the Mary side of the picture. And um, she uh, wants the angel appears to her. And she says in verse 38 of Luke chapter 1, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Okay, so that, what is that? That's her faith. The word of God through this angel. Now, Joseph, it was an angel in a, in a dream. This one is in person. Uh, I, would, I would think this warrants <laughs> the presence of an angel, but who am I? I don't know. But it just seems like, yeah, well, that was the right thing. And uh, Mary, Mary, uh, and, and also um, uh, uh, verse 36, it said, uh, the angel says to her, Gabriel says to her, now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for who, her who is called barren. Okay, so the sixth month, the sixth month, which is, which is verse 26, it says, now the sixth month Gabriel was sent. Okay, the sixth month, so how, how far along is that? Sixth month, there's three months, and how long did Mary stay with Elizabeth? Three months. Well, so was she there when John the Baptist was born? Well, very possibly. Doesn't say that. But I, I believe that this is the hand of God on Mary getting her out of Nazareth where there's going to be maybe not Joseph calling her for her being stoned to death, but Maybe the neighbors and whoever else, maybe the rabbi in town is hard-nosed, you know, unmerciful. Uh, By the way, mercy in the face of the law, mercy can prevail. And so here's this woman, and she was, uh, yeah, they caught her in adultery in the very act. (laughs) I go, well, that's pretty blunt to make it into the Bible, you know. And uh, they bring her to Jesus and say, well, now, what, what should we do? You know, what are they inclined to do? Stone her to death. Stone her to death. Come on, let's stone her to death. And so what, what is the one who is the perfect picture... He's a fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. Here she is before him. And so, so God, he, he, he approaches you and I this way in a merciful heart. I, for all the stupid stuff we do, the stupid sins we do, he seeks to have mercy. And if you don't have mercy, all that's left 
If you reject the mercy and you refuse to do the mercy offered, all that's left is wrath. No, let's not do that. And this woman did not reject the mercy of God through the Lord Jesus. <laughs> he says, uh, you know, all right, uh, whoever's here that has, uh, has no sin, you cast the first stone. No sin. <laughs> he's, he's look, by the way, does God want people to have no sin? That's right. God wants people to have no sin. Now, which one? And so starting with the oldest to the youngest, they all leave and he says to her, woman, where are your, uh, uh, where are your accusers? And she said, none here. And here, this is, you know, when you look at Jesus, what do you get? You get the picture of, Jesus is the picture of the heart of God. And you can see, there time and again, you can see the heart of God as you look at Jesus. And here he says, what does he say? Does your heart rejoice what he tells her? Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. She's spending time with Elizabeth three months down there in uh, the hill country, verse 39. And um, here's Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, the child in her, John the Baptist, leaps By the way, I've, I've, uh, I've seen that. I think every child that, I, that we had leaped. <laughs> leaped. Yeah, well, oh, says the mother. She's filled with the Holy Spirit. She speaks out with a loud voice. Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your... By the way, this is where the Hail Mary thing comes in for Catholics. It starts with this passage, but sort of goes in a strange direction, you know, to be with us in the hour of our death and blah, blah, blah. No, no, we don't do that. But, but we honor this woman because it says to honor her. And so what did she do? She believed what the angel said. She did what the angel said. Let it be done to me according to your word. And when you do, when you do, in the midst, so this, this is all kind of tribulation because she can be stoned to death. You, you got to, don't put that out of the picture. We, we don't talk much about that because things are supposed to be nicey-nice and tinsel and pretty lights and candles and all that stuff during the Christmas season. But what I'm pointing to is the underlying stress in her life. And here she is having this child in a culture that that's a no-no.
Verse 43, Elizabeth continues, says, but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed. Mary, you believed. So in the face of your difficulty, in the face of your problem, in face of my difficulty, in the face of my problems, what will it be? Sandy, will you have faith? And you put, instead of Sandy, you put your name. Will you have faith? And, and even, even when it looks like an impossible situation, will you believe? She believed. She believed God. She believed God was God. She believed God was able and that if God put this child in her, that God was able to do whatever was necessary. And Lord, I want to believe that for what you have, for what you have for me, you will do whatever is necessary. And Lord, if I don't depend on you, I'm in, I'm in way over my head, Lord. By the way, sooner or later, if you're not in way over your head, sooner or later you will be. It will be a loved one. It will be something, something that you just can hardly stand to think. But you know what? Believe God. Trust God. Keep on with God. And he is worthy and he is faithful and he's just my, my. Blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her. By the way, not just from an angel. Not just from an angel standing there. Can you imagine that? <laughs> have you ever seen an angel? You know what? You might have. You just didn't realize it. Angel unawares, you know, the scripture talks about that. Did, did you hear an angel? You heard an angel one night, didn't you? Oh, well, I heard, I heard it. And I could tell you right on the floor where that angel was standing. And I turned on the light and I was so shocked that they, there was no, nobody there. But I heard them. Hmm. It's no big deal. Is you're a God that has angels. Hey, they're around there and they are, they're going to help you. They have helped you. How much have they helped you so far to get you to where you're at? And they're going to do what? The word of God. The things that were told her from the Lord. And the, and the Lord takes his word and he takes it through his messengers and these angels, whatever, and he does it. And you put your, you go ahead, put yourself in God's hands. Just put yourself there and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. All, through all this stuff, I'm going to trust you, Lord. And, and don't quit. Believe the word of the Lord unto you.
And then, uh, then the passage, I sang this passage to my wife. There was, there was a bunch of nurses in there and they were sort of snotty type nurses. Obnoxious. I mean, I'm talking about the delivery room. These nurses in there. Well, I, you know what? I think they were being obnoxious because they didn't want the father in there. And the doctor says, oh, yeah, if you want to be in there, that's fine. <laughs> and it, it sort of ruined their game or something. I don't know. Yeah, they heard the stories about my fainting when we got our blood test. Yeah, I bet that was it. They were worried that I was going to faint. Instead of fainting, do you know what I did? And I'm going to end my sermon with this. This is verse 46, 47, part of 48, 49. So there she is, and she just has that little baby in her arms. Baby Naomi has just been born. And so the husband, he says, My soul doth magnify the Lord. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he that is mighty hath done great things for me. That's verse 49. And holy is his name. The doctor told me it was the first, first father in the delivery room he ever heard sing. I guess that was weird or something. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You stick to the praising that Mary does here, praising God. Where's her heart? In the middle of your most difficult thing, praise God. And the Lord brought her through. She saw her son die on that cross, but the Lord brought her through. And she had, when it was all said and done, by the time you get to the book of Acts, what a testimony this woman has. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Mary. Thank you for Joseph, Father, this morning. We honor and bless your name and for what you have done through the instrumentality of common, ordinary people gives us great hope, gives us great uh, inspiration, Lord. Even so, use your servants Lord, who are we? But Lord, we believe you are able. Thank you, Father, for giving our lives purpose, direction, awareness of blessing in the middle of heartbreak, but also a heart to say, above all things, I'm going to praise this God. And Father, we pray this this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.